This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 28. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello, coaches. It's so good to be back after the holidays, back in the stream of offering up these beautiful podcasts to you and yes, getting over COVID. Me, along with the rest of the world, have been fighting the force that is Omicron, but I am back on deck. Thankfully, wasn't too sick, but yes, the fatigue is real, so it is great to be back on track. It wasn't fun, but I'm at least glad that it is over, although some of the lingering effects of fatigue definitely happen if I overexert myself, but I'm hoping that that will be behind me soon. So if you've been suffering I hope that you are going to get better soon. I say cold and flu tablets all the way for the win. <laughs> anyway, if you've been working hard to grow your life coaching business and get more clients, but you're not really feeling any closer to success, you might be indulging in the dreaded dream killer self-sabotage, particularly as it relates to your marketing. And self-sabotage is those behaviors or thoughts that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. And nowhere do I see it more than marketing your life coaching business online. Because even though logically you want success and to impact more people with your coaching, putting yourself out there online and attracting clients can rattle even the most confident life coach. And instead of working your way through your emotions, you may find yourself torpedoing your success with self-sabotage. So let's talk through the four big ways you sabotage your marketing as a life coach and how to overcome them today. Now, to be clear, there are way more ways than four ways that you could sabotage your marketing. But these are the four I see come up time and time again with my clients. And all right, I admit it myself. Okay, the first is overcomplicating. Now, when you mix tech overwhelm with a funnel frenzy, you can find yourself adding so many steps to your outreach and communications in order to get more clients and really overcomplicating things. Think whiz-bang websites, ultra-long sales pages, fancy-dancy software, upsells and downsells and things that you don't even know where to put and where they go. Now, that's not to say you don't need a nice offer pipeline to take your clients from cold to sold. I'm all about that and talk about that in other episodes and all online and it's my thing. But what I'm not about is making this so difficult that you delay the implementation and never getting your offer seen because you're so busy trying to get potential clients to follow some kind of complicated marketing labyrinth. Of course, there's a learning curve with online marketing and it can feel hard to get your head around at times. But when you start making it harder than it needs to be, you're very likely in the land of sabotage. Telltale signs are buying a ton of software programs or overly sophisticated programs for where you are in your business. At one point, look, I found myself spending $3,000 a month on software and had the most complicated email marketing program out there. It's now called Keep, K-E-A-P, but it was Infusionsoft. 
And, you know, it was kind of like the gold standard in online coaching software, but it was really unnecessary and made things so much harder than they needed to be. I just needed to build an email list and send them emails and have some automation built in there. But this had so many bells and whistles. It was such a learning curve and it was really like owning a Porsche and using it to drive down the shops. And I could easily use it as a resistance point because it was so difficult to use. So I wouldn't create automations, just simple automations that are now so easy in active campaign or something similar. I didn't create Infusionsoft because the learning curve was just too big and it just overwhelmed me. Another telltale sign is spending more time on marketing strategy and implementation than you do on communications, outreach and client delivery. You should have a pretty even distribution of these. And if among these elements, you're just starting out and you don't have as much client delivery, that's fine. But you don't want to spend all your time trying to figure things out and piece things together and go beyond the basics. And if you do, then it's time to reassess. Another thing can be that your offers stay hidden while you work on all the branding, the execution, putting it all together what I like to call procrastinate planning, where you're reading up, you're watching videos, you're understanding what new solutions are out there for you to embrace before you really need them because you somehow think that is going to fast track your success. But when you delay taking action to test and share your offers, content and creative, you're indulging in overcomplication and need to stop. The big solution here is to lay out one simple online client pipeline. And I recommend Facebook ads to an online workshop or webinar to a conversation to a sale. That's it. So four steps to it. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Yes, you need a little bit of tech, but you can get by with something like lead pages and convert kits. ConvertKit is free for up to a thousand subscribers and Leadpages is a really easy way to create all your website pages and your website. So two tools and you can pretty much do what you need to do with that and Facebook. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that, particularly if you're starting out, but you can even still keep using that as you scale. And that's what's going to help you connect and convert great life coaching clients on demand and make you thousands each and every month. Okay. Second way you can sabotage your marketing is to over outsource. And this is a really big one. When you know you need to create an online presence, build an audience and create clients, it's easy to immediately believe that you can't do any of it or all of it alone. Now, I'm all for mentoring and coaching as well as getting the help you need, but don't use this as a replacement for learning what you need to run your business. Even if that means you learn it first before you outsource it, that really is the best way forward, no matter how painful it might seem at the time. I also see this happen with those harder marketing activities like lead generation, copywriting and paid traffic like Facebook ads, for example. Yes, these skills take time to learn and master, but once you have them down, you can more easily delegate these with confidence and at a lower rate because you have an understanding and you don't have to rely on people who have a more complex understanding and might in turn charge more. And when you add these skills to your armory, they're going to pay you time and time again. You don't have to wait to hire someone or wait for someone else to do something or fix something. You will have that skill. It is a real investment. 
I paid $5,000 to learn Facebook ads back at the beginning of 2011, just Facebook ads creation and implementation, because I knew that that was going to be my way to build an audience faster, to get clients faster than waiting with the organic way. And it has paid me millions over the past decade. It gave me just enough knowledge to be dangerous. I didn't indulge in any drama about it, weirdly, and went to work landing 13K the following month from what I learned and has paid me back in spades since. But really, one of your first big outsourcers should be an assistant. That helps you buy back your time. You can start with five hours a week and move up from there. But make sure you list all the tasks you do in a week first, establish clear action plans for these so you are actually buying your time back and you can learn to do some of those valuable tasks I mentioned before. So it frees up a bit of your time. So just get rid of a bit of the admin task, a bit of those repeatable tasks that either you don't like doing or are such no-brainers, but they really chew into your time. But don't go and just hire an assistant for the sake of it without a plan and without the tasks that you want them to do, because they're just going to be flying blind and not really know how to help you and you're not going to get the best results at all. Now, the third way you can be sabotaging your marketing is over investing. Now, this could also apply to investing in the wrong things. It's easy to believe the hype when it comes to strategy, help, advice, and guidance in getting the support you need to reach and convert more clients. And not all of these investments live up to their promise. And sometimes when they do, it's you who lets down the desired result with poor execution, resistance, fear, or overwhelm. And sometimes the very thought of committing to getting yourself out there, making offers and being seen can trigger a spiral that blocks even the most valuable opportunities. There's also a point of diminishing returns. You keep layering things on top of each other to try and get even faster and bigger results. And sometimes it just doesn't work that way. You might've had success with one shift, but it doesn't mean you add five shifts on top of that, you're gonna go five times faster. And sometimes that can actually block the momentum that you've created. I know that sometimes it's easy to believe that a big investment or more investments in solutions is going to save us from the misery of the lessons and experiences that are required in order to get your marketing dialed in, in order to step into the version of yourself that you want to be in your business. But they're the feelings that we have to move through. So just be wise about what you're selecting there. I definitely found this out when I invested in a $100,000 coaching mastermind. I believe that this would have to guarantee me results because it was just such a significant investment. How could it not? But I didn't back it up with the belief that I would get what I needed and instead kept freaking out about the money I spent, which ultimately led me to, surprise, surprise, not getting the miraculous transformation that I thought I would. Because at the end of the day, we're still in our business, okay? And we still have to put the effort in and make it happen. No program, coaching, service, personal software is your savior. And that is because you are not a victim. You can't buy your own power and success. You can definitely make considered decisions. And I definitely implore you to do that. But just don't stack a million on top of one another to block your success. Now, the fourth one is taking past failures forward into future decisions or future realities or your current reality. And I see many coaches with past program or coach trauma. And by that, I mean they've made investments in the past. They've bought some programs and some of these have been quite expensive or they've invested in coaching with really great expectations and often, like I said, at great expense, but it hasn't delivered them the results they expected. 
They then make that mean that they shouldn't head down the same path again. They shouldn't invest in a program. They shouldn't hire a coach because they think that result is assured because that's what happened last time, right? They are seeing a coach, a program, a course as a reason for their painful emotions and their results rather than learning what did and didn't work from the experience so they can know what to take forward into the future. They're not embracing their failure to move through it anywhere near the way they would embrace success and what they would make that mean. And in fact, they're overemphasizing that failure and making it define their way forward. This one can stop you in your tracks, especially when you use it against yourself. You start to distrust your ability to get results, even with the best opportunities laid out in front of you. And that will hold you back. I'm not saying that you should willy-nilly jump back in straight away without having consideration. You need to assess each opportunity according to where you are right now and in isolation and take away that lens of the past in objectively assessing what you need to do moving forward. You know, it doesn't mean you don't do your due diligence, but don't hamper that process with such negative bias either. Look, sometimes sabotage is unavoidable, but If you stay vigilant and watch for these four common ways it happens in relation to your marketing and growing your life coaching business, you have a way better chance of staying on track. And when you follow a proven system, show up and choose one path to commit to and one coach's method, you have a better chance of sidestepping sabotage. They say a camel is a horse by committee. Think about that. So don't outsource your dreams or your belief. That way you will stay on track with a thoroughbred racehorse of a business rather than a camel with all these things everywhere, over-investing, stacking on top of each other. And if you need help or a sanity check, pop into my free Connect and Convert Facebook group and I'll see you next time. Hey there, would you like to access a play-by-play template to create your own webinar? Excellent, because I have my webinar success roadmap available and include your very own plug and play template, which actually tells you what to say and how to say it to attract tons of life coaching clients who are pre-sold and ready to work with you. Head to victoriagibson.com forward slash coach and get your copy. It's only $27. See you there.